because we all have that we all that we all have that in us you know what i'm saying the manliest man has emotions we all have we're sure. all human we all have emotions you know what i'm saying the biggest sure. toughest guy that's walking around he has emotions <laughs> too so it's like we everybody has that but some people just don't want to show it because i got because they want to they feel like they're going to be judged and they feel like they have to be the toughest guy in the room or the toughest guy in the house or whatever you know what i'm saying they always feel like they got to be the toughest and, and all that but we have to change that because too many times it's women trying to have you know having this conversation having the discussion about it you know what i'm saying you see it all over um the internet you see it over instagram facebook but it's us as men that we need to have these conversations we need to start having them you know with each other so that we can hold each other accountable for them because that's the only way things is going to change that was a clip from today's episode i really hope you're enjoying it so far before we get into the full episode, just want to give a big shout out to you all for listening. Just want to say thank you and welcome to the King Duetas podcast brought to you by Plural. What's up, y'all? We got a very special guest on today's episode. My boy, Jose Cruz. Funny story about Jose. He's actually the first person that actually bought something from Plural.com that wasn't a friend <laughs> or a family member. Uh, so big shout out to Jose. A little bit about him. He is a proud Brooklyn-born Afro-Latino of Dominican descent. De lo mio. He is on a mission to heal masculinity by addressing his own toxic behaviors and starting that conversation with others. He believes that talking to each other about our issues is the only way to achieve personal growth. Make sure to tune into his podcast, Watch Your Mouth with Mozo, where he tackles topics surrounding toxic masculinity it's actually available on apple spotify and other podcast platforms uh, you could also follow him on instagram at underscore the real mozo so one thing that you'll notice is that this is this conversation is a bit different than the previous conversations that we've published so far this conversation is actually on an instagram live that jose and i did on the topic around toxic masculinity throughout the conversation you'll probably hear us read comments and questions from the audience that tuned in that day it was such a dope conversation though that i felt like i, I felt that i had to post it all right with that said let's get into the episode we're gonna start off right so toxic masculinity right how would you describe that, bro? You want the official answer or like? No, 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 no. no. Like what I would say? Yeah. What would you? How would you describe it? Yo, it's what, what comes to mind. It's just so much. It's all the dumb shit that men do or boys do because they just feel like they have to do it because that's all they've seen mm. as as like men. I got examples, but what's your definition? The same thing. It's like it's like what we're supposed to be, right? What we're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, and that that's pretty much how I define it as, you know, like, you know, we're, we're supposed to be, I'll get some examples, and you get some examples, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be strong, right, we're not supposed to cry, yeah, um, we my, just pretty, guys, guys, now I was gonna say, my earliest example is, I remember when I was in, uh, I was in middle school, and, you know, I'm like, in puberty, growing some chest hair, growing a mustache, right. and, uh, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk to some girls. So me and my boys are like, yo, what do we do? And like, all we've seen is like dudes just like yelling out of cars, like, hey, yo, ma, and uh, doing all this stuff. So I'm like, yo, is that how you talk to women? Like, is that what you got to do? So like, for like a week, I didn't yell at anybody, but and this was like really young, man. But I was like, 
just like standing on the corner trying to see <laughs> just trying to like talk to girls but like i had no idea around like what to do but that was my only perception on like how to talk to women um right yeah, no i feel you i feel like it's the same thing and even if you didn't have someone close to you that's that was trying to speak to women that way you still saw it some way somehow right because we live in we live in new york city like with a lot of people it's not like we live in some some little some little town where it's not a lot of people around like we live you walk down the block you're gonna see a whole bunch of people you're gonna see guys standing on the corner you know guys hanging around and stuff like that and you see a, you they see a woman pass by and the approach is like the 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 whistling the hissing right the whistling the hissing that kind of stuff so then you grow up thinking that's the way you're supposed to approach a woman right like that's the way that's the way you're supposed to go about it when it's totally incorrect but to, to, for my example like i feel like when it came to that i didn't have that in me to do that i don't know like i just didn't have that to i don't know even though i saw it growing up i didn't i didn't i didn't see it that way you know what i'm saying like i didn't see it that way and oh until you until i got older that's when i realized it's so wrong to do that you know what i'm saying because it was just so right so natural and so regular seeing people do it that i'm like I, that's i guess that's just how it is women accept it men do it and that's just how it is yeah, I never understood it, man. I mean, even going back to like when I was like super young and, and I like attempted to like even stand on the corner and like try, I couldn't find myself right. to actually come to the words and say it. Yo, to this day, and I live in Harlem right now and I see guys pulling up in a car to a girl just like yelling the craziest things at, at women. And when they say no, it's just like an automatic, like I'm gonna curse you out. And I'm just like, well, does this work? anywhere like why do people <laughs> right. why do people keep doing it i've never seen it work but i feel like most of the time guys do it not not for the girl but they do it to impress other dudes mm, too. that that that's it yo you hit it right in the spot bro that's exactly what it is like it's not it's not for the girls to be like it's to prove once again i'm a man I'm yeah a man right i'm the man i'm a man i'm gonna show you how a man gets it done or a man does it so watch me here i go i'm the man i'm about even if you get rejected you get rejected a hundred times out of the hundred times, you still, you still, you still feel like you're being the man, like you're being the man, because I attempted to talk to this woman this way. Exactly, right? exactly. Like I've never seen a dude do that when he's by himself. If you right. really, if you really look at it, <laughs> <laughs> it's always with a pack of dudes, and that's to like impress other dudes, which is which is crazy. I think you touched on an earlier point, man. That that was that's interesting, and I think about, a lot about when when you talk about toxic mascul toxic masculinity when you talk about being emotional, like I've, um, like I grew up with my grandfather and he was like the, not the stereotypical man, but like in any situation, I've never seen him be emotional. He was always just like stone face. What about you, man? Like, especially being a dad, man, how do you take that? I mean, it's, it's really like, um, it's really, like you said, you grow up, you're not supposed to be emotional, right? It's like, boys don't cry. Boys aren't supposed to cry. Boys aren't supposed to show any type of emotion. You're supposed to hold everything in. We're supposed to be strong, get past everything. Um, and as a father, I'm just the total opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you feel like you need to cry about something or you feel sad about something, you know, there's times I've had conversations with my son about certain topics that are very serious, you know, serious issues, things that are going on right now in the world, something like that, where I've broken down and cried talking about them. You know what I'm saying? Where I've broken down crying about them. I can't picture uh, when I was younger, any male in my life that would have that kind of kind of conversation with me and then break down about it because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to seem weak because that, that's what defines a weakness. You know what I'm saying? Like to them, to someone who feels that would, um, crying, showing emotion 
it it's like the definition of weakness, which is the total opposite. You know what I'm saying? That's strength. Having being able to have those conversations and being able to, you know, to 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 connect with somebody on that level. That's strength more than anything. You know what I'm saying? That that's how I see it. So that's what I've been doing as a father, and I use the you know you have to use your past experiences growing up to break the cycle and start a new cycle. You know what I'm saying? Teach teach your son. And your daughter and and your kids in general, just teach them. You know, it's okay to be who you are. If you feel if you're emotional today because of something going on, it's okay to cry. You want to talk about it? We could talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of holding it in, holding it in. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. We're supposed to hold everything and hold everything, and then you explode, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? And that's how things happen. Bro, that that's me a hundred percent. Like it wasn't until a few years ago where I actually started expressing myself. I used to hold everything in, and. Yo, I never, uh, I remember I had a friend growing up, he, um, Puerto Rican dude, um, and his mom put him in therapy, like, very early. Not, probably, like, high schoolish. In my imagination of him seeking help was, like, this motherfucker weak. Not only right. that, but I'm, like, this motherfucker's crazy. They probably got him in a straitjacket. Because I, mm. I couldn't imagine, like, that was just not seen in my community. Like, he was the only dude that, that I've ever seen do that. Um, right. And it wasn't until, like, a few years ago when I started going to therapy and I started, like, letting myself go and, like, actually be an emotional man, hands down, best thing I've ever done in my life. So that's, that's dope. But look, let's jump into therapy, right? How's that yeah. seem? How's that seem? And, and when it comes to men, how's that seem? You going to therapy, oh. right? Oh, so weird. Right? It's, it's like, oh, it's like you're going to therapy. Therapy for what, bro? You don't need therapy, bro. You don't need, you don't need therapy. What do you need therapy for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just smoke some weed or something, yeah. All right, right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just do this. Get some alcohol or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. You'll be all right. You don't, you don't, you don't need to go to therapy, and it's totally wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it, it's, it's really up to us. And and I'm glad that we we have this platform and that we're having these conversations because, like, now I I feel like I need to do be- a better job of if I see something at work or I see something with people I'm around. Sometimes I can I can have that conversation with them as well. You know what I'm saying? Like I can. Instead of just like, well, I don't do that, so, you know what I'm saying, like, that's not me, so I'm good. It's like, no, like, we, like, we as men have to have those conversations with other men, you know what I'm saying, besides the ones that are close to us, even if some, like, co-workers might be out, like, bro, that's not the way, man, you know what I'm saying, come on, let's, yeah, let's yeah. talk about it real quick, you know, have to decide, let's have a conversation. I feel like that's what we need to do as, as men, you know what I'm saying, hold each other accountable, like, hold sure. each other accountable. Somebody else mentioned mentioned an interesting point in the comments, man. Something about like therapy stigmatized um, in communities of color. Yo, facts on that, especially at work. I I see coworkers, white coworkers, take mental health days all the time, and I used to look at them like, what do you need to have to take a mental health day? Like it's a benefit that's typically given to so many people. I would never take a mental health day because I didn't want to be seen, even at work, not as a man, but as a person of color, as weak. Right. Um, it wasn't until COVID where I actually took a mental health day, and I was like, "This is what it feels like to actually like take some of the benefits that other people do, man." But 100 percent agree, that, man. Yeah. Now that you said mental health day, I don't even know what a mental health day was. Yeah. I didn't even know, I didn't even know that existed. I'm like, mental health day. What is yeah. a mental health day? What do you mean a mental health day? Because <laughs> I was, I only miss work if I'm sick. You know, like, like yeah. I got a cold. What is a mental health day? You know, like I needed. Like, I don't even fully understand that. You know what I'm saying? But we do need mental health days. Uh, we need breaks. Oh, yeah. it, we need, like, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's that's, that's great that you brought that up because it's true. I don't even know what a mental health day was, bro. When I started working, I didn't even know what that was. Yo, yo facts. Speaking of, like, opening up and being emotional, man, like, 
I don't have many of these conversations with dudes. Like a lot of the conversations that I have about, even with COVID-19, a lot of people are like, yo, how are you doing? How have you been dealing with all this? All those type of conversations that I typically have is with women. And I just find mm-hmm. it that women typically are, are just so vulnerable in general, where mm-hmm. I find myself comfortable, myself opening up to them because they, in, in, um, they reciprocate that vulnerability. And a lot of my guy friends, like, I can't really have these conversations. So, like, when you talk about, like, holding things in, I think a lot of times we do because we don't really have someone to talk to. You know what I mean? That's, 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 100, that's 110% correct. Like, we hold things in and we don't discuss them, right? And then they just build. And then, like you said, it is sometimes, it is easy to speak to someone about certain things because you feel like they have more, they have a better understanding of what, you know, of what we're speaking about or, like, Maybe we don't feel like we'll be judged talking about it with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, or you don't feel like, like, like another man's going to relate. But like I said, that's where, that's where we need to come in and, and change all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, forget yeah. that. I'm going to have a conversation with, with this dude. He might, at first, he might be like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. Oh, at first, I don't, he's not going to feel comfortable. Maybe you continue having that same conversation or you try, try to have those conversations with them and he'll start opening up to you too. You know what I'm saying? And he'll feel like, yeah. Because right, like, we all have that, we all, we all have that in us. You know what I'm saying? The manliest man has emotions. We all have sure. human. We all have emotions. You know what I'm saying? The biggest sure. toughest guy that's walking around, he has <laughs> emotions too. So it's like we everybody has that, but some people just don't want to show it because I got because they want it, they feel like they're gonna be judged and they feel like they have to be the toughest guy in the room or the toughest guy in the house or whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? They always feel like they gotta be the toughest and, and all that. But we have to change Word. that. Because too many times it's women trying to have, you know, having this conversation, having the discussion about it. You know what I'm saying? You see it all over um, the internet. You see it over Instagram, Facebook. But it's us as men that we need to have these conversations. We need to start having them, you know, with each other so that we can hold each other accountable for them. Because that's the only way things are going to change. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Yeah, man. Even even The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> he takes right. he takes mental health days. And he take, he, I'm sure he invests a lot in self-care, man. It's crazy because a lot, a lot of dudes, like, they don't invest a ton in, in looking the right way. Like, fitness. Right. Dudes probably even got weight trainers out there, man. They're doing all of it. Herbalife. Um, like, what do you do for self-care, man? What are some things that, like, help you just, like, get yourself in the I, right mood? I mean, self-care is getting a haircut, taking care of yourself. Oh. You know, getting, getting, come on. You, y'all know that feeling when you leave the barbershop after you get your haircut. You feel brand new, right? You feel like... Woo, like I'm ready to take over the world type vibe. So stuff like that. And I also feel like we need to we need to spend more time with ourselves and with our thoughts. And by that I mean we need to we need to to stop like feeling like we need to prove something to people. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes just within yourself, have conversations within yourself. Like self talk is important. Word, you know what I'm word. Self talk is important. Sometimes you have to just have that conversation within yourself, within your head, you know, in a room by yourself or whatever whatever it is, and try to try to figure it out. <laughs> it's all good. That's Amelia Grace. Yo, I I could definitely I could that that definitely resonates with me, man. Like what like uh just like having yeah, what do you like, what I do accept, you do what do you do for self what do you do for self care? Bro, I do so much, man. I probably invest more in my. All right, back in the day, like if you like college days, man, I didn't I didn't do anything. It was all about physical, man. All the money and things that I would time, I would invest, it was all in the gym because I was trying to look the right way. And, like, right. to be honest, I was just trying to look good, talk a bag, right? And, right. 
now, you know, I still still do what I got to do physically, but even if I'm under, like, I could be in a relationship, but if I'm not there mentally and I'm mentally checked out, mentally doing some other things, then it's not even going to work out. So what's the point of bagging or like meeting somebody that I'm going to vibe with, right? There's no point of it. So man, yo, these days, every Tuesday, I, I check in with my therapist, best investment I've ever done. Um, every day, actually, every day in the morning, I actually go get coffee and I sit in the park for like two hours with a mm. notebook. I have my phone on me, but I just put it to the side and legit, I just reflect on like what's going on in life, what I'm trying to do in the day, uh, that type of stuff, man. And now I recently downloaded Calm and I re- recently started getting into meditating, which yeah. I was very doubtful about because I'm just like, I'm not going to sit down for 10 minutes and just like breathe in and out. Right. But it works. It yeah. works. Like I I have like headaches and migraines before going into it because I'm just like overwhelmed with anxiety about everything. Yo, you'd be surprised what ten minutes does. That that's that's big, bro. That's big. And but like you said, you started off by saying at first we were we were doing the physical, right? Like hundred percent. To try to to but the reason for the physical was not to make yourself feel better. It was to try but the goal was to get to, to, to bag, to, you know, to bag a female, talk to a female, whatever the case may be. Yeah. When I, when I get my hair cut now, I'm just happy for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, yeah. I, I feel good. I look good. I feel good. I don't care what anybody thinks about my hair cut. Anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just thinking, worried about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to switch I mean, up, some, I, go ahead. Go ahead, oh, oh no, nah, what, what I was going to say is that I feel like some of it is cultural, cultural as well, just within the Latinx community. Like whenever you see family, the first question they ask you is not like, how are you? It's like, Oh, tu ta gordo? Oh. Te el pelo? Or like, mm-hmm. it's all appearance based. Like no one ever asks you, how are you? It's always, right. they don't even ask you something about your looks. They tell you something about your looks, man. So it's not a question. It's a comment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was cultural as well. And then somebody said, check out the liberate meditation app. Dope. I'm gonna check that out. People of color. Yeah. I'm about the people I'm about it. Um, um but yeah man you're gonna say something man sorry yeah, before that so someone mentioned um if we could speak on other forms of toxic masculinity such as toxicity toxicity of straight men towards gays primarily in communities yeah. of color let's unpack that um yeah that's a real com- that's a real conversation you know what i'm saying um it is and 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 unfortunately it's it's that's everywhere you know what i'm saying and it's, as much progress is being made by people saying but when you hear it in our music, especially you hear it in our music, right, where people are are pro this or pro that, but their lyrics or whatever they're saying are it, it's just it's just a it, it's pretty much it's it's hypocritical. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's hypocritical. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the anti-gay and it, it just needs to stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that people saying no homo and stuff like that. Come on, you know, like it's 2020. Yeah. And, and that's just that's just wrong, but um. No homo. You... Pause. Right. Yo, uh, I'm not gonna say who, but I've heard a couple of relatives. I mean, that, this is cultural too. Yes, a pajaro, right? Right, right, right. It's like we don't like we don't have to stick with these like very old school ways of doing things, man. To your point, man. Like it's up to us and everybody else to just change our language and change the way we talk about that, man. So, so yeah, hundred percent agree. I mean, there's so somebody said pause. <laughs> uh, yo, and it's it's crazy too, man. I have I have a friend that actually came out as be came out as gay to his family, and this happens so often, man. But like, family completely disowned him, um, mm-hmm. and it's so sad. But it's I think again that's cultural too, unfortunately. But it's 
not that it's funny. That's I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. It's it's interesting. The the conversation that he had was with his family. His mom was embracing because moms are always gonna love you, man, no matter what. It was right. his father that was very upset. And if I had to guess, it was probably because in his eyes that wasn't a man to him, and he didn't see his son as being manly or like quote unquote manly enough. Um, right. And it's so sad, man. But that's, yeah, it happens that's, that's, all the time. That's that's like that's really the saddest part, right? Because like you just said, the mom, the mother was okay with it, right? The mom was okay with it. That's her son. I'm gonna love. I'm gonna love him to death, no matter what. No matter what, she loves him, right? But then the fuck. Then then this this is where it comes in. It's like it's it's all like 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 um Michael Gomez like Mikey just said. He said rooted. It's just, it's a root, right? It's like it's a root. It's like. Yeah. It's like my son can't be gay. My son can't yeah. be this. My son can't be that. He's I'm a man. Why can't he be a man? He's still a man. Yeah. He's he's yeah. gay. He whatever no matter what he is, he is still a man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he identifies as he identifies as, but it doesn't make him less of a person. You know what I'm saying? It's, he's not less of a person because of what he decides to be or what he decides to do. He's not a less of a person. And that's something that really needs to change. And again, more conversations about that need to happen as well. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's just disgusting. Yeah, it is, man. It is. Um, trying to trying to look in the comments as well. If anybody has something else, ooh, what about um? Funny, we was talking we was talking earlier about uh about street harassment. Street harassment. I know, I know, I know. You got wifey, you got the kids, been out the game for a while, but but back in the day, like how how would is there is there like a way to flirt without being like creepy and harassing? Of course, there's ways. Of course. <laughs> of course there's ways. The problem is the problem is that people like not people, sorry, men are not are not being raised or taught the correct way to 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 use the correct word to confront a woman, to have a conversation with you know what I'm saying, to approach to be approached, sorry, to approach a woman. To approach a woman it it's just all wrong. It's all it's just all wrong. Like to approach a woman, let's say whatever your intentions are with a woman, going about it in an, in a way where you are sexually harassing. What I mean, you grabbing her arm, you grabbing her ass, grabbing any type of just touching her. Period. That's the wrong way to go about it. You know what no I'm saying? Way, I don't no. know where. I don't understand where that would work. Where when if you're just standing in the street and walking by and someone walks and touches you, and and, and he, she's gonna be like, okay, take me with you. You just grab my arm and I don't even know who you are. You just grab my arm and say something sexual to me, so let's go. So those are kind of things that street harassment is disgusting. But the fact that we can't, we can't, we can never put ourselves in those shoes because you don't know what it feels like to be a woman walking down the block, right? And you know that when you walk by, or you don't even know, but you don't know when you walk by a man, what a man's gonna say to you or do to you, right? You, we don't, we don't have that issue in that sense, right? Of when we walk by a woman, we don't know if a woman's gonna, uh grab us or touch us or say something like that inappropriate right but a woman always has to have that in the back of her mind when she takes the subway uh just walking down the street things that we take for granted we say oh you're just going every single time i understand why a woman might be walking down the block see a group of men or you know a group of guys talking she might want to cross the street i could i could 100 percent understand that i would who, I who would. the hell want who the hell wants to be Talk to them, get cursed at because you would because you, you ignored them or whatever the case may be. That's just wrong. Yo, it's, it's so weird. Wrong. Yo, even, even in uh, you know, it's crazy. Even in even in clubs, like when I go out, used to go out. Oh, it's here. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, sad. Uh, yo, even when I when I used to go out, man, I would hear like Bad Bunny music. Um, and you see girls like you know twerking, perreando, all this stuff. Um, and these days, like I feel we. I mean, there's still dudes that do it, man. You see dudes just like get up right behind them, like, hey, what's right, up? Yeah, and I'm right, like, right. I prefer I prefer waiting for the bachata to come on and me like get up right with the hands out, like just you know gen- real gentleman like. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel so uncomfortable just like get it behind them and just oh man. But yeah, I, even you know even indoors in like places where like there's a bunch of people and all stuff. Um, yeah, wait, what is, uh, most of the time they say stuff like. Yo, can I talk to you, Shorty? They don't speak. Yeah, word. They don't. They don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Tigabo, Tigabo, right? That that's the that's I don't know how to pronounce it, but that is that 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 when you think about it, that's great because he probably will have nothing to say to you after you respond to it because a lot of times, like we discussed earlier, they're just saying it to try to prove themselves mm-hmm. around around the people they're around, right? So so then when you do hit them back up and you answer back, oh. What are you gonna say? Or what? Yeah, what's up? He's probably gonna have nothing to say because no one's ever responded to that type of response to a woman. You know what I'm saying? So he's gonna be stuck, stuck on stupid, without knowing what to say to you, and he'll probably show him up in front of his friends, which is what he deserves. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's another. There's another comment. Um, yeah, yeah, what? Um, I had a question here. I don't know if you saw it, but someone uh, in the questions they sent it said, uh, "How about toxic masculinity in barbershops?" Oh. That's a good question. Oh, I, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, toxic masculinity in barbershops, it's all over the place. You know what I'm saying? The, the barbershop is where you have your man conversation, your manly conversation. It's like the locker room, right? What they Like the locker room where, um, where, where you, you know, people are talking about things that they feel like they – there's no woman around. We could talk about them now. We could talk about these kind of things. You know what I'm saying? When it shouldn't be like that, you should be able to talk about these things. These things, no matter what. Yeah. But um, yeah. That that's my thought. That's my thought on the barbershops. You know, it's just it's a toxic environment because of that. Because the conversations that I had are just are it's just uh it's pretty much like the the a playground of just toxic masculinity. That's pretty much what it is. It's really a playground where you can just have, people just have those conversations and just have them freely without any without having to look behind their back behind their shoulder of saying what they can say. Yeah, it's it's so weird, man, because there's so many so many dudes like in relationships, and I feel like it's almost <laughs> like sometimes it's a place where I'm not saying we all do this, uh, right? I know I know you know you, you faithful Dominican black man, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But a lot of people they they barbershops and they sort of like they bring all their trophies into the mm. barbershop to like show off to other dudes. And again, this just goes back to like how often a lot of what men do is really to show off for other men and these are these are these are straight men that i'm talking talking about as well and someone met, someone mentioned like how does it play into into the gay population as well so i could talk on that um but this is like straight men that are in relationship sort of like oh look at this side piece that i had or like yo look at this chick i was like hitting back 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 in the day and it's right, just like right. bro can i just get a haircut <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. yo it's so funny because so so often like a haircut that could take I don't know, like 15 minutes ends up going for like an hour because it's like debates and showing off and all, all of these things. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard at other barbershops that, I, that I've been to, not the one that I currently go to, but ones that I've been to before, um, how they even talk about their gay customers. And, and that's even sad because they don't treat them the same 
it's like, oh, I, I try not to get too close to him because he might feel a certain way or he might see it as flirting. I'm like, or right. maybe he's just seeing it as you doing a good job and you treating everybody the same. So there's also that. And I think that's something else that we have to get rid of as well. Um, it's just another unfortunate thing that happens in um, these these barbershops that, that I've been to. Again, not the one that I currently go to. Right. Yeah, not, yeah. and again, these things are all like cultural things, unfortunately, right? Like they're cultural things, they're things that are like are rooted in culture, in our culture where it's almost okay, you know, in people's minds to, to be this way, you know what I'm saying? To think, oh, if you're cutting somebody's hair, whether they're gay or straight, that shouldn't matter, you know what I'm saying? They should be treated as a man or as a whatever it is, you should be cutting his hair and have be able to have conversations. That means you're having, that means you're not having the right conversations. If you feel like you need, you need to not have those conversations with, with, you know what I'm saying? With somebody who's, who's gay and you're cutting their hair or oh, no, I gotta, I gotta switch it up. I can't talk the way I can talk if he wasn't here. That means you're doing something wrong, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> That's what that yeah. Means, yeah. You know if you can't have that, if you can't talk the same way you can talk with, with gay straight in the barbershop, then that means you're doing something wrong. You know what I'm saying? But, um, it, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, I've I've always wondered, man. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a straight dude going into these barbershops. Like, I, I wonder, like, which is what it feels like as a gay man going into these barbershops, and like, how do they go in there? Like, do they feel like they have to like hide who they are before they go in there? Do they feel like they have to hide just like make them feel comfortable? It's such a so sad that that has to happen. You know what I mean? But but yeah. Um, I was I'm just seeing here in the comments. It says I would love to hear your thoughts on that. As a gay man, I don't think I don't think straight men even recognize it's happening. Oh, he said it sucks, bro. Damn. You know, like but like I said, this is us as men, right? We need to have these conversations again. It falls back on us. It's, it's our responsibility to do that, right? Because, and and by that, and by that, I don't mean. I don't mean um, I don't mean you um, Craig, because I know that's that's a hard conversation to have when it's just you and it's a whole bunch of men around you to have that conversation, right? But if you're in a barbershop with somebody, right, who maybe who's who's gay, and you feel like you go to that barbershop all the time, and now you see certain conversations being had, maybe not in front of the the, the person that's there, but you still have that conversation with with the barbershop, like yo, I come here all the time. This how this how you treat this how you treating people that come into your barbershop that aren't you know that are gay, this, or that are not straight. This, this this is what happens. You know what I'm saying? This is going on. Like that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? It's up to us to say that and to do that because if we don't say anything, then we're pretty much just as bad as they are. You know what I'm saying? We're just sitting around like, okay, well, it's not me. So it goes back to like, it's not me. So whatever. You know what I'm saying? Even though I don't agree with them, I'm not saying anything because I don't want to be seen. I, I'm getting my haircut here anyway, so. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to do a better job of doing that, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really tough. I mean, that that sort of sounds like microaggressions at work. And, like, you're in a place where, like, they have... Man, uh, that's tough. That's tough. There's, like, there's like very few people that I, f I find awkward, awkward confronting. People that's yeah. making my food, people that's cutting my hair, man. It's two people I try to, like you know, stay away from, but then again, like, I'm right. not in that situation, so if I was in that situation, I feel like I would have to step up and, and just have a conversation, um, that's what I would do, is, is, and it really just depends on, um, sort of what's happening, what was said, um, and yeah, like, have, having each other's back, and I don't even think it's, because I forget, man, who, I forget who said this exactly, but 
a lot of this like Black Lives Matter stuff um, mm. conversation, they're putting the onus on black people to like figure out the solution. I mean, somebody said this really well, like it's not on the job of the oppressed to solve the oppressor's problem, right? Like it's not our job. I'm sorry, it's not the gay person's job that's being oppressed or being talked to a certain way to solve that problem. It's, it's, it's our that job. Other per- exactly, exactly. It's our job, it's to, our to, job to fix that problem, yeah. It's our job. So um, I see here, uh, Chastery asked, do y'all think it's safe to address this toxicity, toxicity in real time? Like, what's the solution? So that, that's, that's, a, that's a real question, right? Because this, this is why, this, that, this is why this, these conversations are happening, because we need to stop. We need to, to, to find a safe place. And by that, I don't mean a location, but a safe place where we can have a conversation with another man about about us and how, how and, and, and this issue, like we need to really find that safe place. Now, how do we find a safe place? We need to be able to approach this person or whoever, this man, whoever it is, and approach him in a way where you're not coming off as, you know, because anyone, anyone that's doing something that they feel like they're not doing anything wrong, they're gonna, they're gonna get defensive, they're gonna react a certain way, you know what I'm saying? So we have to start, first we need to start off with the people that are closest to us, right? Our brothers, our uncles, our fathers, our cousins, right? Be work on those people that are really close to you, your coworkers that you might be close to, and then you can start branching out to other people. You know what I'm saying? Because at that point now you you have you have kind of gained that confidence, or maybe now you know how to have these conversations because you've done it with the people that are closest to you. That's how we need to start. We need to start with the people that are closest to us, right? And then make our way out, make our way out to to others. You know what I'm saying? That are and then hopefully those people that, those people that are close to you, your brothers, your cousins your uncles, your fathers that you had those conversations with, hopefully they start having those conversations with other people. So you're, you know, that first conversation is affecting now every, everyone else and everything else that's going on. That, that's yeah. my way. That, that's how I would see it. You know what I'm saying? That would be a safe way to go about, you know, coming up with a solution for this. I agree, man. Like hundred percent conversations are, are the way to just, are, are the way to move forward. I mean, even in having this conversation with you and I and people commenting, like I was made aware of, of topics and, and issues in our community that I had no clue existed. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh like, my I, God. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm finding out about issues that I didn't even know existed. So I can be aware, for example, in that barbershop situation, next time I get a, I get a haircut. If a situation like that happens, I'm more aware or like, okay, wow, mm-hmm. like, this is an actual issue. And if, and if it happens, I'm ready to speak up um, in support of whoever needs it. You know what I mean? And that could happen at work or w- with family or whatever the situation is, even if, with, if, even if you're with friends, um, just to like check each other, but really just have a conversation to raise awareness for some of these issues that are happening. Because some people don't even see them as issues. Um, right, right, right. So right, yeah, man, right. I, I think having a conversation is the first step. Sort of like us having this conversation is the first step. And hopefully we could... Um, have more conversations, have more conversations with people and hopefully find the solutions. Cause again, like, I don't think we have all the answers, but as a community, the more conversations we have, I think we can find the answer together. I a hundred percent agree with you, right? Um, we don't have all the answers. That's a, we don't have all the answers, but if we work together, you know what I'm saying? And we start having these conversations with each other, we can all come, come up with solutions and ways to, to really, resolve these issues you know these issues that are going on and us as men we have to do it you know what i'm saying it's it's so that's it like it's it's time like it's time we had we just have to do it you know so we can't wait for other people to do it we can't expect other people to do it we have yeah. to do it we have to be the ones that take charge of the conversation take charge of having the conversation and make it happen because 
you know, I, you know, I, I feel for our sisters, right? Our sisters, our moms, and stuff like that. That, that, that they, they're the ones that feel like they have to have the conversation. And, and unfortunately, if, if it's so toxic that them, them having a conversation, a man is not going to listen to them, right? Because that's part of yeah. that's part of the issue, right? Men don't listen to what women say. They don't. They feel like they don't know what they're talking about. They're women. We men. They don't know what they're talking about. When when maybe hearing it from a man or hearing it from men, that that will start clicking in some people's heads. You know what I'm saying? Where they can start thinking, man, maybe I maybe I need to switch. Maybe I need to switch it up. Maybe I am doing something yeah. wrong. Maybe I need to to, to to do things a little better. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, these yeah. are things that need to happen. Like and and it's just important like i'm happy that this conversation is happening right now and it's the first one you know what i'm saying i'm looking forward to having more conversations you know what i'm saying maybe people you know certain people want to talk about different topics and they can tell us what they want to talk and what we could talk about what we could touch on but it, it's it's something that that's just it's so important man it's so important like and for our future you know what i'm saying for our future our kids our kids kids and just for the world in general and it, it needs to be a better place yeah, you know it needs to be a better, safe place. You know that it's not a safe. For, for, when you think about it, for women, it's not a safe place. For women, it's not a safe place. <laughs>